All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Fairly Lame Podcast. As always, my name is Dom, and this is your home of good environmental news from all around the world. This is episode 63, I believe. Um, And like I said in last week's episode, we are upgrading the audio side of things to make it as enjoyable for the listeners, for you guys, as possible. And so this is the first episode with the new mic and... um, I don't know what you call this thing, maybe like an interface or something. I don't know. Um, but yeah, hopefully it sounds better, especially I, d- I don't think you'll be able to um, tell the difference between uh, Instagram clips and like on TikTok and those sorts of things. I think it's more so if you're listening to the podcast in the car or even through like good good quality uh, headphones, I think that's where you'll be able to tell the difference. So hopefully this does improve it. If not, I've just wasted a whole bunch of money, but uh, I'm sure it'll be worth it anyway. Uh, so let's just get straight into uh, a quick little overview of the good environmental news that I've got for you guys this week. So first up, we'll have a look at the very first train line in the city that has the worst traffic in the world and how it's helping people get to work two and a half hours faster. Then we'll learn about the largest river restoration project to ever be attempted in America, a repair cafe in Singapore where volunteers teach others how to fix their broken electronics in a bid to keep them out of landfill. And then we'll finish up with the amazing recovery of a Caribbean, Caribbean, however you want to say it, a Caribbean island after the eradication of feral rats and goats. And as always, just a quick little reminder, if you want to find any of the links and any of the background information for any of these stories, uh, I've left the main ones down below. But if you want any more um, questions or any other sources I use, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, Yeah, and as always, all the timestamps for the stories in uh, the description. But let's get into it. So like I said, for the first story, we're going to have a look at the incredible new train line that's allowing people to get to work in just 25 minutes instead of three hours. So the mega city of Lagos in Nigeria is home to over 15 million people. And as many of them live in the mainland part of the city, they have to travel every day onto the upmarket Lagos Island as that's where a lot of the businesses are located. But due to the severe lack of public transport, it's estimated that those companies lose around $4 billion each year due to the amount of air hours their employees spend stuck in traffic when they're meant to be at work. So to help get that insane number down, the city's first train line will go the same route, but instead of it taking them three hours to complete the 13 kilometer journey, they can be at their jobs in less than 25 minutes. It's predicted that 150,000 people will use the line every day, and when phase two is complete, these brand new electric trains will help close to 500,000 of them get to work, which will also reduce traffic for the others who still need to take the bus or drive. The opening of this network might be 12 years late, but it couldn't have come at a better time as just a couple months ago, the government announced that it was removing the price cap on petrol, which of course resulted in prices tripling. So these trains will help reduce emissions, save heaps of time, but also money as instead of paying the hungry, hungry hippo oil companies to be stuck in traffic, they can catch the train for just 50 cents per trip. And moving on to our first story from over in America, where the country's largest river restoration project is underway to restore 450 miles of fish habitat whilst also revegetating over 2,000 acres of land. 
So described as the lifeblood of the region, the Klamath River begins as pristine water in Oregon that flows through the Cascade Mountains and out into the Pacific Ocean in Northern California. However, this natural journey is currently blocked by four decaying dams. Before they were put in, it's estimated that over 1 million Chinook salmon thrived in the waterway, but now only around 25,000 remain, largely due to an increase in disease and algal blooms brought on by the restricted water flow. And after 20 years of fighting to have these dams removed, the vice chairman of the local Yurok tribe says it fills his heart to know that the salmon will once again be able to migrate through the river. The Yurok and other local tribes will be heavily involved in the rehabilitation, with their highly skilled teams helping protect the river during demolition, reshape channels, create fish habitat, and establish native vegetation. They're aiming to spread around 19 billion seeds and plant a quarter of a million trees. And the reason why vegetation is so important is that when the water level drops, areas that were previously submerged will just be bare soil that can quickly dry out and wash away. And they're definitely not going to create a monoculture as they're using 96 different plant species, including culturally significant ones like Yampa and Lamartium, as well as things like milkweed, which is essential for the survival of monarch butterflies. Now, our next story is from Singapore, where an army of volunteers have started their own repair cafe to teach others how to fix their broken electronics in a bid to keep them out of landfill. At the moment, Singapore generates around 60,000 tonnes of e-waste every year, and that number's going to have to get heaps lower as the country's only landfill is expected to hit capacity in just over 10 years. So to help achieve this, Repair Capitium was started back in 2014 by a mixture of highly trained repairers and other volunteers who didn't necessarily have the skills but just really wanted to make a difference. All the new unskilled volunteers can go through a free three-month course to learn all the basics and then on Sundays they can work alongside their mentors to help repair all sorts of things like vacuum cleaners, beard trimmers and microwaves. So far over 4,000 people have completed the program and the aim is to expand the network to a point where every neighborhood will have its own version. They expect that as people gain the skills, they'll start going out of their way looking for more things to save and repair after they've felt the satisfaction of bringing something back to life. But interestingly, in Singapore, when these devices do stop working, the producers are now required to handle the costs and logistics related to the collection and recycling of their products. And this definitely isn't just a Singapore issue, as globally we produce around 50 million tons of e-waste every single year. So if you're listening on YouTube or watching on YouTube, comment down below if you know of anything like this where you're from, or if you're listening audio only, uh, comment on the clip that will be going up on my Instagram. And finally, the last story I've got for you guys this week is from an island in the Caribbean, which is on its way to being completely restored to pre-colonial conditions, and it's already one of the largest protected areas areas in the region. Redonda is an island in Antigua and Barbuda that from Google Earth literally just looks like the most desolate rock in the middle of the ocean, but that's only because feral goats and black rats completely took over. Rats in particular are a massive issue for island ecosystems, as for example, a lot of these seabirds evolved without predators so they didn't develop defences or really even the ability to recognise the danger of them so the rodents can easily smash their populations. So in 2016, the government teamed up with conservation organisations to remove these invasive species and their results showcase just how incredibly quick nature can bounce back when we undo our mess. After the pests were gone, trees were finally able to regrow, 15 species of birds returned, and the population of the Redonda ground dragon, which is only found on the island, increased from just 100 to almost 1,000. 
And the good news doesn't stop there as a 30,000 hectare ecosystem reserve has just been created, which not only protects Redonda, but also the seagrass meadows and coral reefs that surround it. And on top of all the other protected areas in the country, the size of this reserve actually gets the nation over the line for their 30 by 30 targets, which is to protect 30% of their land and sea by 2030. And despite the Caribbean islands only making up around 0.16% of the Earth's landmass, they rank among the top few regions in terms of biodiversity, so this is absolutely incredible news. So guys, that is all the good news I could squeeze in for this week. Uh, as always, let me know your thoughts down below, especially especially in regards to the audio quality. Hopefully it came through okay. I'm not sure if I'm sitting too far away from it or whatnot, but uh, yeah, we'll keep trying to improve. Uh, and yeah, keep sending through any good environmental news or information innovations that you come across so i can include them in next week's episode and yeah have a good rest of the day drive to the gym drive to the beach day at work whatever the hell you're doing and we'll speak to you guys next week see ya